Hey guys, welcome back to a Swish Waterlad Super Rugby Preview. Awesome to hear that some of you guys have been really enjoying these episodes and really enjoying my guest, uh, who is, of course, one of the great lads, Surly from Surly Talk Sports. Welcome, mate. Cheers for having me again, horse. How's things? Mate, good as always. And a special mention to Swish for bringing this podcast to you. I did mention last week that I was going to get a Swish video from whoever was leading the lad of the week after round six, and the tally has been done. And big Peter Gasoa Kula has come up top leading the tally, so stoked to be getting a swish from him. The request has been sent, and looking forward to seeing what he comes back with. Hopefully he hasn't been listening to too many of these episodes, because I know you've been bagging him as being an old fella. Oh, sure. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Big Peter Gus, my favourite basketball player, so really <laughs> excited to hear from him. No, mate, he has been on fire and well-deserving of that title, do you think, lad of the year so far? Yeah, big time, and I'm sure we'll touch on it later, but I think if he was in that game on the weekend as well, the result might have been a little bit different, but excited to see him back in the mix this week for the mighty Waikato, so that'll be good. For sure, he was. He is an influential player, eh? But if you are keen to get a swish from one of your favourite sports stars, remember to use the code what a lad, and you can get 10% off, and once you see what I get back from Peter Gus, I'm sure you'll be wanting to get your own one from the legend himself. So affordable, so I'm um, looking forward to seeing what he comes back with, but... Mate, after the first six weeks, I felt like my picks have been on fire, but gee whiz, I let myself down big time this week. You you sort of held your own. I thought you came up with some decent value in there, but tough round for picks. Yeah, she's a real roller coaster, eh? You just got to stay in the fight. You're going to have your highs and lows, but it's how you bounce back. So I'm tipping a big week from you this week. Yeah, well, that's it. Me too. I always am. But the first game that really threw me was I was expecting a big win from the Canes here. Gee whiz, was I shocked. Moana come up trumps in an absolute thrilling game. And it was, like, as much as it hurt for a Canes fan and just a hard, disappointing watch for me, but, man, it was good to see the Moana and what it meant to them and uh, see the crowd erupt and what a game it was. Yeah, unreal. You can't help but feel a little bit gutted that there wasn't, say, 10,000 fans there. It was right before... The, the real restrictions lifted, and man, what an atmosphere, even though there was only a few there, and shit, the Moana, they came to play, I, like you, had the Canes doing it pretty well, but man, that was a great upset, one I was very happy to see, and that Henry Time Stowers, shit, he's the modern day Brian Lima, that bloke, he was folding people, eh, physical as hell, and just a great win for them. Yeah, well, he won lad of the week last week, which was well-deserved. He was massive in that game. And the Moana just play a different style to all the other teams, I feel. Like, they're so, so physical. And you can see how much energy they get from a big hit. They all start charhooing. And when they start charhooing, you know you're in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, big time. It's a classic stitch-up running into that brick wall. Reminds you of the younger days when you took on the big boys <laughs> as just a wee little whippersnapper. But, yeah, I think a few of the Canes boys would have had some sore bodies the next day. That's for sure. They're a they're a fearful side on defense. Yeah, although I didn't pick the game result, I did find some great value in this game. $6. Geordie Barrett to score six between six and ten points. The try early on in the game, I thought it was I thought I was almost dust. I was panicking a little bit. I was hoping for the early sub was gonna save me. But even he stayed on the field a little bit longer than I was hoping, but um he sort of had to with the way the game was going. But great to see him get the call at about the 65-minute mark, still on seven points. And, oh, 
too easy. Six dollars, happy days. Yeah, a few of those penalties, I was pointing for the sticks there, <laughs> eh? I wanted them to rack it up a little bit. But look, not to be. That bonus point win, though, for the Moana, kept it within that seven points, so that was one of the three happy days. Yeah, you're right. You you found that great value there, too, actually. You, you came up with a few specials. The second game was Rebels versus the Drua. Another game I got wrong. I thought the Drua might have gone three from three with the under-12 victory, but no, nah, they were disappointing in this one. Blowout from the Rebels. Yeah, this is this was a hard one to take. I thought it was going to be the draw all day. The Rebels did look much improved, though, and, and to be fair, it was just a few 14 points in about 14 seconds at the end from the draw. True vintage draw footy there made it look a bit more respectable. I like how they ditched the line out, started going to the old tap and go. Yeah. Really rate that. Maybe we see the old brick wall move from a penalty tap coming up from the draw, but... Yeah, look, uh, that, that set piece of theirs really is hurting them now. Mm, 100%. They're just so inconsistent, eh? Like one minute they look like they can beat the Reds, next minute they're getting pumped by the Rebels. It's really hard to line their form up and another tough one this week for them to line up too, well, for us to line up. Yeah, ride the wave, stay on the bandwagon. <laughs> you love these teams. Drew and the Warriors, oh, absolute tough watches. Like you need a bit of a roller coaster in your life, keeps you on the edge of your seat. Oh, You've got to love it. Does it? Well, okay, the next game. Force versus the Brumbies. You saved me here. I was picking the sort of Brumbies might blow out with this one, but you convinced me otherwise. You said it would be close. The gritty force did not disappoint. And a one-point thriller. Yeah, I thought at 20 points to three that I'd I'd stitched you up a bit there and I was going to be getting the invoice for your noodles bill, but (laughs) then old Banks did me a favour, got the red card, early shower, and then the men from the mines, they came climbing back into it. So in the end... Brumby's too good, I think six from six now, but the fours, they're gritty, and they hang in for the full 80, so not a bad shift from them, really. Yeah, and the other game, Landers versus the Blues, another game I got wrong, I thought the Blues might have run away with it, and at the start of the game, I was happy with the decision, the Blues look sharp, eh? they play a really nice style of footy, but they don't seem to be getting the points Mm. they sort of deserve when they're playing that well, so um, kept Landers in it, and Landers sort of had a fight back towards the end, and it got... Relatively close there for a bit. Yeah, the old cliche game of two halves, eh? I thought the Blues looked really good in that first half and then fell away second half. You could say full credit to the boys and rugby was the winner, but it was an entertaining game in the end. And uh, the Landers, they'll at least take something from it. I think that could be quite good for their confidence. Not a win, but push them right to the limit. And uh, I was impressed with old Hoskins to do as well. I thought he needed a big shift with plenty of chat about all-black loose forwards, and I thought he really stood up and and put his name back in the mix. So that was good to see. Agree, and speaking of all-blacks, this next game was one of the great performances from the Crusaders. Geez, they put on a clinic in this one. Plenty of all-blacks stood up, and man, they looked really sharp. Yeah, I actually made the trip down the highway from the big smoke to the Tron for this game. It was bloody good to be back in the crowd, live footy. One thing, though, could be controversial, and apologies to old the diehard Waikato folk in advance, but that Waikato drought, that's straight river water. That's a tough drop. (laughs) Didn't make watching the footy easy, but luckily the game was much better than that beer tasted, and, and both teams looked good, I thought. The Chiefs had their opportunities, but just key errors and, and turnovers, man. Will Jordan, he showed that outside backs mm. can be handy and rucks really put that myth to bed. Three jackals. Yeah. Richie McCaw-like. It's a good shift from him. And another couple of players you highlighted in the preview last week was Lester Fianuku 
playing at 13, really stood up, took that opportunity to prove that he is good enough in that jersey at, a, at that level. Yeah, he definitely showed he's, he's versatile and in that All Black squad, that can at least get you on the bench. You can cover a few positions and he's just so strong on the carry. Always a handful and he's good for a try as well. So you've got to have him in the mix. Loves a try and that was your play too, actually. It was a huge shout from you, the $5 around. The midfielders, the 12 and 13 jersey on the Waterlead power play coming up trumps. I thought I was home with those last couple of games to go. The 11 jersey was doing strong, but... Um, the combination of the 12 and 13 really got me at the back end. Yeah, Nankerville did me a goodie as well. A couple meat pies, so good on you, lads. Up the 13s, they really carried the 12s this week. Great to see. Yeah, and interesting to see Nankerville on the wing this weekend, so that's going to be a little bit mm. different. But he's another guy who really played well in that game, stood up, ran some great lines, and really cut open the Crusaders for moments there. Yeah, he, he looked dangerous with, with nut in hand, that's for sure, and He's having a good season, so he's definitely putting his hand up as well. Mate, so many Tasman Marco in the frame for the All Black jersey. Jeez, stressful times. The next game was the Reds versus the Tars. Reds 13+, plus. we both went, and in tough conditions. We didn't quite see that clinical performance we were hoping, uh, but oh, they were just too good. They got a red card and a yellow card and uh, still managed to get the job done with a 13-plus victory. Yeah, it's always a sad sight. Two minutes to go and the opposition team dots over just to ruin your multi. It's a real heartbreaker. But yeah, (laughs) in the end, the Reds just too good. I don't know about the Tars. I kind of change on them each week. Some weeks they look all right. Some weeks they look a bit lost for ideas. But that Tars winger, the, the right winger, the number 14, he had a good shift. But apart from that, they didn't really offer that much on attack. And the last game wasn't really this that round, but um, it's been since the review. Um, the Tuesday night footy, how good was it to have Tuesday night footy? But the Blues up against Moana, uh, what did you make of that game? Yeah, I think the Blues had to dig deep for this one. Eh? Moana, they threw everything at them as they tend mm. to do. The Blues pack stood up in the end and got them home and they hung on, but... You'd have to think if that second try to the Moana hooker, Leteru Tolai, if that one was given, they would have been right in the mix. So, yeah, impressive stuff for Moana, given the amount of changes they had to make. It just shows that they do have some depth in that squad, which a few people were wondering. Yeah, yeah. agree. Im- impressive depth. And they've, they've actually really impressed me. Like, um, I've sort of, I sort of wrote them off, and then I sort of jumped back on, thought they were going to go close against the Chiefs. I've... I haven't picked one of their games right yet. When I th- think they're going to go close, they get they get smashed. And when I write them off, they, they keep it close. But uh, I think you've just got to play a little bit different against them. Eh? If you start running into them, um, they start really enjoying that and um, getting some momentum from it. So um, teams will have to be careful with the way they play these guys because they're no easy beats, that's for sure. Yeah, I think you uh, just summarised another team that <laughs> plays at Mount Smart as well. So maybe it's something in the soil, but... <laughs> But we were quite lucky uh, with the jersey numbers that that game didn't roll into um, the round because, what was it, four or five tries from the hooker could have maybe stolen that one at the death. It was a left nuts dream, that one. We should have had both on. So, yeah, shit lucky. The other one you got right was the losing bonus point. Uh, You went for the Wagyu steak on three and over, um, losing bonus points. So... Um, that was a relatively easy watch because we got one early in a game we never expected. Yeah, that, that Moana game did us a favour for sure, but in the end I think it was four, so pretty comfortable. And yeah, look, 
People at Big Maggi won't be happy. No purchases of noodles from me this week. I'm going top shelf, so <laughs> countdown, get your best fillets out because I'm coming. <laughs> I think all the games I ruled out as being a losing bonus point game were the ones that were them. <laughs> so I was all over the show. <laughs> Tough week on the punt. You'll bounce back. Here we go. Confidence. Here we go. And, and speaking of previews, for this week we are joined by a very special guest. I know I sort of promised Marty Banks last week, but um, I might even have a better guest for you this week. Marty's about to play his 50th game, so maybe we'll try him next week. But this man is the pride of the South, Jeremy Earl Drake. Welcome, mate. Oh, it's great great, great, to, uh, great to be here. I'm a big, big fan of your podcast and... Uh, Always look forward to it on a Monday morning on the way to work. Oh, mate, you're a lad. And I understand you watched a lot of footy in the weekend, so you're ready to give your insight. Yeah, it's probably the most I've watched in, in a long time, it's sort of rugby, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear your feedback. Anyway, we'll get into the games. First game, Crusaders versus the Highlanders um, at Orange Theory Stadium. What are you picking here, Surly? Uh, yeah, it doesn't get much easier for the Landers, unfortunately. Old Marty Banks, you mentioned, 50th cap, so he raises the bat. But uh, the Crusaders, that backline they've rolled out this week, pretty unreal, really. Apart from the old Drummond Hall competition at nine, I think this is definitely their best backline. So I think the Landers will keep it tight, and then I think the Crusaders will pull away in that last quarter. So probably 13-plus with a cheeky blowout at the end. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see these Crusader guys play back-to-back games. Haven't had a huge amount of time to get some combinations going, but this week, keeping pretty much the same side, I think we will see a more polished performance, if that's possible, because, man, they were good in the weekend. So, um, yeah, like you say, it's hard to go past a 13-plus victory, even though the Highlanders have been very gritty and hard side to put away. What are your thoughts on this one, Big Jeremy? Definitely Landers 12 and under, you yes, know, they're battling boy. a bit this year. But uh, with Marty playing 50, old G-Balls, Gareth Evans bringing up 50 games for the Landers on Saturday as well, off the bench. So, yeah, definitely the Landers uh, 12 and under, even though the Crusaders are looking pretty strong. I reckon there's going to be an upset in Christchurch this weekend. Oh, I love it, mate. Good to have a true Southland man still backing the Landers. Good to see. And one person that I've highlighted in this game is Denny Solomona. Awesome to see him going to get his first run out there off the bench. Um, Someone I've been looking forward to seeing playing Super Rugby for a while. He said he was really excited about playing a more expansive style of footy. Um, He's super fast. He's a try scorer. So um, looking forward to seeing how he goes up against... Arguably the best tight side in the comp, so hell of a start for the kid. Yeah, bloody good. I, I had Denny as well, so great minds think alike there. Just big wraps yeah. on him and excited to see how he goes. He's got speed and skill to burn. And, uh, of course, shout out to Marty Banks. Hopefully he can drop one off a off a beverage this weekend, maybe. Bring back that Taranaki <laughs> special for his 50th. Nick a beer and knock over a conversion. That would be big fizz for his 50th. So go well, Marty. What about you, Jeremy? Anyone? Stand out for you? I'm going to go with old Gareth Evans off the bench for his 50th game for the Landers. He's played 367 minutes for the Landers this, this year. He's uh, made 197 metres. He averages uh, a run every 10 metres for the Landers, and he's carried the ball 36 times so far. So um, I'm expecting a big impact from uh, old G-Balls off the bench this weekend. Jeez. Mate, that's some of the best stats I've ever heard. That's impressive stuff for me. What a start. What a preview. Oh, I can't wait to get to the next few games. Speaking of the next few games, we have 
One of the games we've already sort of spoken about. Very hard game to line up. Drua versus the Tars. $3.20 for the Drua. I thought that was a little bit of overs, but um, looking at the Tars lineup, they've named a pretty strong lineup compared to last week, so most of their guns are back. How'd you line this one up, Surly? Yeah, I think just the Tars set piece will be too good, and I expect them to grind the Drua down, but shit, you never underestimate them, and that's some pretty juicy odds, so I could be swayed either way, but yeah, if the nut was on the line, you'd go Tars 1-12 to and just try bank it, but you never write off the Drua, although still no bait and cur. Tough times. Jeremy? Uh, probably going to go the Tars 12, 12 and under, like the Drua, a bit disappointing last week, I thought, uh, so yeah. Waratah's 12 and under for me. Yeah, I think, I think I'm think i with both of you, and it's a money-back special too, so if it does blow out to the 13-plus, you'll get your money back and bonus bet, so not a bad shout, but um, like we said, the draw a real hard team to, to line up, so wouldn't surprise me if they came out and put out a good performance and beat them, but uh, like you say, if the nut was on the line, Tars for sure. Okay, the next game, Blues versus Moana. They only played a few days ago, but they're back into it again. Lineups are out. Both pretty strong lineups, so what are you picking here, Surly? Uh, oh, super Saturday. Warriors Broncos into Blues Moana, so that's huge fizz. Oh. Plenty of outs for the Blues, though. Old Rico Hoskins and Bodie, they're on All Blacks leave, apparently, so that's a bit of a stitch up there. Moana, a few changes as well, but I think both should be a strong game, really, and I do see it being quite close, like Tuesday night's one. I'll go the Blues 1-12, to 12, and I think old Finlay Christie, he'll be the difference. I think people underestimate how good he is and how important he is to how the Blues play. So expecting a big shift from him yeah, and the Blues to get it done in a tight one. Yeah, great shout about Finlay. I feel like he's potentially the best halfback going around at the moment on form. He's playing some real quality footy, and every time he seems to be getting better. So um, love that shout. And you mentioned Bodie. It was pretty concerning to see him come off with an HIA after what he had been through in the off-season, but apparently it was just a stiff neck. Um, so he will be available um, next game, I think it's against the Chiefs. So that was a sigh of relief to hear that he's okay and he's not affected too much by that head knock. But what have you got in this game, Jeremy? Any stats for us? Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a spanner in the works. I'm going to go with old Mother Pacifica, oh. 12 and under. I thought uh, Stow was had an outstanding game last week and I think he's going to back it up this week. And uh, it's, gonna, it's good to see Solomon Carter at uh, second five. It's going to be interesting to see how he goes there in the midfield. Mate, you are you love an upset. You love a little bit of value. It's good to hear. I'm I'm going the opposite. I'm going blues thirteen plus and I know I've sort of ridden off Moana a couple of times and been caught unstuck, but um I just feel like the squad that they've named, the lineup, Perifeta at ten and the backline that they have, um I feel like they're just gonna run away with this. But the person I've highlighted is a Moana Pacifica player, Jim Tavatava Nawai, Tasman winger, super powerful, super strong and he has been hanging out for an opportunity. It's only been a visa that stopped him getting a start earlier or getting a run earlier, so he'll be chomping at the bit to get out there and um, should be a good hit out. Uh, that's a good shout with Big Tim there. Shit, he's got legs like bricks, that bloke. You'd hate to try chop him low, but yeah, I went with Finlay. I just think he'll be the difference in the end, and, and if things turn a bit chaotic, then he'll be that calm head without Bodie there. So a big shift from him. What about you, Jeremy? Who who stands out to you? My highlight player is going to be uh, Stowers. I thought he was outstanding with ball in hand the other weekend. And, uh, you know, he's played 220, 42 minutes for the, for the season so far. 
uh, averages a try every 244 minutes. So, um, and uh, he's def- beaten the defence six times so far this year. So um, I reckon he's a good bet for a first try scorer this weekend too. Jeez, love that stat. How many tries per minute was it? Was that two tries this season? Is that what that added up at? Yeah, yeah, it's a 244. Oh, yeah. love that. Cheeky try score. There we go. <laughs> okay, the next game, Reds versus the Brumbies. This is the two top Aussie teams. They played not long ago. I went the Reds that time. This time I'm going the Reds again, and I reckon this is the better of the weekend for me. Reds 1-12. to 12. Can't see it being a blowout, but I do like the Reds in this one. Thoughts, Surly? Yeah, I'm going to go with you there. I went Brumbies last time, but... I think Nick White on the bench, that's a big, interesting decision for me. I think he brings them so much direction with his kicking game, especially with Lolo Seo out. So I like the Reds to keep their streak alive. They're 12-12 12 and 12 against Aussie, Aussie sides at home. So um, I think this will be another win for them, 1-12. to 12. It's not quite a stat like Jeremy's, but it's enough to convince me that they'll get the dub. I was about to say, you guys are having a stat off here. This is good stuff. <laughs> How are you going to beat him, Jeremy? What stat have you got for me? Oh, I'm, I'm going to go with the, go with the Brumbies this weekend. You're like uh, your horse was outstanding with those three tries last week, and uh, I reckon he's going to back it up with another hat trick this weekend. And uh, it's going to be 13 plus to the Brumbies, I reckon. 13 plus, Jeremy, you you absolutely love it. Good stuff. Any stats to back that up? Oh, I'm your horse. What do you do? Uh, he's played what 330 minutes this. This year, he's uh, run 205 metres, bet four, 14 defenders, and he's got five tries, apparently. Mate, love the research. Shit, you could be saying anything and we'd have to believe you here. We've got no facts, so this is great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the minutes is a hard one to add up ultimate, in your head. Ultimate rugby app is the best, uh, best app in the world. <laughs> okay, the big game, the next one, Sunday afternoon footy. How good is this one going to be? The Hurricanes, who need to bounce back from their disappointing performance against Moana, versus the Chiefs, who will be also looking to bounce back from their performance against the Crusaders. So... Who have you gone here, Surly? Uh, I've gone the Chiefs 1-12 to in this one. I think it'll be really tight. I'm excited to see Geordie out there in the 12. And some interesting calls for me on the wings, eh? I thought old Ray Arce, he should be in the 23. And then for the Chiefs, Sean Stevenson. I've been impressed with him, but he's dropped out. So I think the Chiefs bench in the end will be too strong. Though. I see they got Luke Jacobson, Bryn Gatlin, Chase Teatia. They'll come on late, and I think they'll make a big difference. So... I think they'll go down to the capital and just come away with the win in a tight one, but should be a bloody good game. Yeah, should be. And you mentioned Sean Stevenson. I feel like he is unlucky, but I knew with the form that Nankerville in and with the return of Anton Leonard-Brown, it was always going to be interesting to see how what they did there and whether they kept Nankerville in there and eased Anton Leonard-Brown back in off the bench. But they've chucked him back straight out there and Nankerville to the wing, so I feel like they've got their... You know, the, their players who are on fire all out there. Yeah, it's a fair call. What have you gone here, Jeremy? I'm going to go with the uh, Chiefs 12 and under. I thought uh, the Hurricanes were a bit poor last week, but they've made a few few changes this week and they probably won't take any team lightly from now on in, I reckon. Mate, that's the first time you've gone the favourite option. Interesting. <laughs> I'm actually going the opposite. Obviously, I've I've got my heartstrings in this one as well. So um, I'm picking the Canes to bounce back. Love seeing the love seeing Geordie at twelve. I think it's going to be really cool to see how he goes there. No doubt he's going to get stuck into his work, be physical, carry hard, 
And yeah, really think he's going to um, have a big game there. And also Ruben Love back at fullback. I thought he was really sharp last week, carrying the ball back. Dangerous player, exciting young player. So be good opportunity for him to get some good game time and the 15 jersey. And yeah, hopefully the Canes can get the job done. Any stats for us in this one, Jeremy? Uh, I'm going to highlight old spudded halfback for the uh, for the Chiefs. He's what, played 240 minutes. He's made 239 passes so far in the uh, in the four games he's played. He's uh, 147 metres gained with two tries, and he's bet five defenders so far in uh, Super Rugby Pacifica. Good stat. That's almost one pass a minute for the kid. Yeah, he's up there. Love that. What about you, Surly? Anyone you highlighted? I went with Geordie, eh? I just couldn't not. Just the excitement factor of him being at 12. And I think he's got like the perfect build for a day, like a tall, strong carrying 12 that can offload. So I'm excited to see how he goes there. And then you mentioned Anton as well. Be good just to see him back in the mix. We're starting to get a little bit worried that he's going to miss a lot of footy before that July test window, but it's good to see him back in the mix. Don't have any stats for him, just going off heart. Um, but shit, Brad Weber ripping off one nut a minute. That's impressive stuff. <laughs> oh, it's all good stuff. And obviously the Waterlad have some power plays again this weekend. Um, it was all good fun last week. Thought we came up with some good stuff and found some value for you all. This week's a bit different. We've got the highest scoring game. So this is an interesting one. The TAB have come in favourite for the Hurricanes-Chiefs game, which I didn't think was going to be the highest scoring game. I have actually think the blues Moana game is going to be the highest scoring. I think both times sides are going to throw the ball around. And I think the Blues, I think the score could be sort of 30-20 or 40-20 sort of stuff. So and that's the game I'm picking to be the highest scoring game. What about you guys? Do you guys see any value in that one? Yeah, I'll, I'll back that in as well. I think that's a, that's a good shout. I also don't mind that Crusaders-Highlanders game. Um, I think it could open up a bit late and it could be a similar scoreline to what you suggested there, but you'd have to think Blues Moana, both sides will be keen to throw the pill around in the old Garden of Eden, so yeah, it could be 50, 60 points total, which should be enough. What about you, Jeremy? I know you love a bit of value, so you'll probably be lining up the Reds-Brumbies game to be the highest scoring. Oh, I was going to go with the uh, Tars and Drua. I think uh, if the Drua can get there. Their uh, long-range tries going. They might be able to score four or five from a uh, eighty meters out. Mate, that's not a bad shout. To be fair, if both sides open up like the Drua always love to, if the Tars fall into that, I think you're on to not a bad shout there. Four dollars fifty, not the worst. The other one is the amount of thirteen plus games is going to be this weekend. How many games do you think are going to be won by thirteen plus? You start this time, Jeremy. You're on fire. Ah, uh, maybe two. I'll go two this weekend. What about you, Surly? Shit, I'm just looking back, I've just got the one, eh, that Crusaders-Highlanders game, but I think two's a good shout, just factoring in a, another one that goes a little bit over. But yeah, from the notes, I just got the one, so we'll see. So two or less, two or less comes in at 275, so that's not a bad shout if if you like Surly and you can only see one or two games going over. So there's, there's your option. Exactly three's 250, that's the favourite option, or four or more. We're at three dollars, but I'm with you, Surly. I had two, so I'd be taking that two seventy-five and hoping one of them stays a bit closer, so it's an easier watch. And the last one was how many doubles do you think there's going to be this weekend to so score two or more tries? Jeremy, I know you've already called a couple of hat tricks already, and you've got some stats to back that up. So one, one or less, four dollars fifty. Two or three players, 
$1.65 or four or more, $4. So going off what you guys are saying, I'm thinking a lot of the value is going to be around that four or more. Yeah, def- definitely that four or more. There's um, some good players in those teams. And uh, yeah, it'd be nice to see maybe three or four hat-tricks this weekend too and maybe a few less three cards. Jeez, four hat-tricks. Now we're finding real value. Might have to get the bookies to <laughs> quote that one too. What do you reckon, Surly? Yeah, the, the four hat-tricks would screw the old 13-plus, so hopefully not. The, the double might be all right, though. But, um, yeah, it's, it's either you go the one or the four or more because that middle option, the two or three, is not really paying much. So let's go the four or more and back the boys to, to cross the white line a few times this weekend. Why not? Yeah, I think it might be quite a high-scoring round with lots of points in it. But there is one less game than usual. Then there's only been uh, four or more doubles this year once so um, I feel like the bookies are probably onto something there with the $1.65 so if you do want to run that through a multi it's not a bad option but uh, if you are just having the single punt definitely chase the value get the $4 get the wagyu and finally to wrap up the round our fantasy rugby I'm not sure if you play fantasy or not Jeremy no no not this year no okay well Another tough round for me last week. Made a couple of poor decisions and was pretty unlucky. Benched Mata Ali for Goosen against the um, Moana. Obviously, copped a head knock pretty early, HIA, and he was off for the game. And he was my captain. Scored 22 points. Mata Ali goes on to score 96. So that one was tough for me to take. Also got in Braden Yossi, um, who only got six points. So that was disappointing for me as well. And he's broken his hands. So. Um, he's out for a while, so that was a waste of a trade. So back to the drawing board for me this week, but I think I found a couple of specials because you had to have it done by Tuesday night with the Moana game and the Blues game, a double game week. So managed to get in Pirafeta and Finlay Christie, thinking that they were the only two who were going to back up. Captain Pirafeta, he got off to a flyer. I think he's on about 30 points with another game to come. So really happy with those purchases and Finlay Christie managed to get a dot to get him 20 points with another game to come as well so a couple of good buys there and I'm looking forward to seeing me climb back up those rankings who's going to be the lad of the week next week lads I've got Geordie eh? I think just with those extra touches that he's going to get in the midfield I uh, should still have the kicking duties of course so I think he's in for a big week and hopefully old Stowers can put in another shift like that because he's bloody fun to watch. So those would be the two that I'd be circling on my non-existent scrapbook for the lad of the week. What about you, Jeremy? You'll have someone and you have some stats to back it up. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Hooper with uh, the Waratahs, first game back after coming back from Japan. So off the bench. I reckon he's going to have a great impact off the bench. Mate, that is going to be some impressive for an Aussie to get lad of the week off the bench. If he does that, mate, I'll eat my hat. Shit, that could be a great segment, eating your hat. <laughs> oh, but lads, really appreciate you coming on the podcast, giving up your time and um, sharing your insight. Great stats um, from you both. And as always, Surly, great insight. Looking forward to following your options closely. Cheers, lads. Always a pleasure. Cheers, lads.